Hey, Nate, uh, you got those September reports finished up? You mean the December reports that you changed to September? Yeah, whatever. I mean, I, I need them now. Okay, well, these are done. These are kind of done. And these, hell with it. Yeah, that'll be fine. I mean, it works for EA and DICE. Enjoy your stay, Carl. <laughs> I suggest a new strategy. You truly belong here with us, Fucking Cloud. Don't get excited. Welcome, scoundrels, to Cloud City Casino. We are back this week with some of our gaming news. Uh, I, of course, am your host, Michael Morris. And also with me is your other host, Nathan P. Butler. Hey, hey, everybody. We got a couple of things that we want to get into or just sort of mention. Uh, one of them ended up being like in the, the final hour and sort of a holy crap situation. Uh, but the, the bulk of the show that we've had planned is to cover the new Battlefront Death Star expansion. Yes, that is right, which we've been playing the heck out of and actually had a chance to stream together. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who are interested, you can check out... a. I honestly forget the episode number. The most recent as of September 23rd. It would have been on the 22nd. They're dated on YouTube. Check out youtube.com slash user slash chrono radio. Chrono like chronology radio. I'll run together. And uh, the September 22nd Death Star stream is Michael and I riffing on Death Star and ripping (laughs) on Death Star as we're playing Death Star. But I guess before that we have three items uh one we're going to cover in more depth next time uh so i'm going to hit the rundown yeah man all right so uh number one an update on the target situation because i'm sure there were others out there who were frustrated like i was about wanting to pre-order a playstation vr and not being able to um so i had mentioned last time that they had sent out this little notice this little alert through the uh, target app for red card holders it basically said if you're a red card holder and you are using the app to purchase things, then you can do a pre-order for a PlayStation VR from Target. But it is the only way to do it. Can't do it through the website. Uh, even if you are a red card holder, can't do it th- through the app. If you're not a red card holder, you got to be both. Uh, well, as of last time, we were trying it, trying it, trying it for days and days and days. Could not get it to work. Every time you try to put it into your cart, there's an error. They finally did an update, I think, to the app. It may have just been on the back end, but it does finally work. So for those of you who wanted to pre-order a PlayStation VR, either the regular $400 thing that's just the headset and the stuff you need to hook it up, uh, or the bundle that's $500 that has PSVR Worlds, motion controllers, uh, the headset, and the PlayStation 4 camera all kind of bundled together, you can now pre-order those, but you do have to be a red card member and do it on the Target app. Though there's nothing about how long ago you had to have become a red card member. So you could theoretically become a red card member now, And go ahead and do it. And it seems like they must have a pretty decent amount of stock because we actually had a situation where we put in the pre-order on her red card and then they sent her a red card that's also a credit card saying, this is the one you'll activate now and in two days, your old one will stop working. And that was the number we had pre-ordered it under. So we had to cancel that pre-order and put in a new pre-order and it was perfectly fine. So if you're looking for uh, pre-ordering that, Amazon sold out, GameSpot, uh, GameStop, excuse me, is sold out, uh, uh, 
Best Buy is sold out online. Like all these places for pre-orders have pretty much closed their doors for pre-orders, but Target can still do it, at least as of when we're recording this on the 23rd. Okay. It's uh, as easy as disarming a bomb, apparently. Something like, or one of those, uh, it's easy as disarming a laser trip mine across the <laughs> doorway Right. link it all together. Um, yeah, so that's out there. We also have the new release here of uh, X-Wing Wave 9, which hit stores and mailboxes this week. Uh, that is the one that includes the ARC-170, the Protectorate Starfighter, the Special Forces TIE Fighter for the First Order, and the much larger Shadowcaster, uh, Lancer-class ship. So we'll be looking at those, I guess, next week, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do that. I haven't uh, picked them up yet, uh, but I definitely want to because I've been excited about this wave, and uh, we can definitely go into more depth about it. But you know, I'm just I'm astounded. Uh, it's just so odd, especially this late with Fantasy Flight, where they they have this game uh, and they put out expansion after expansion and you get new ships every time. That's just really odd. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm beating a dead, uh, yeah. a dead, a dead here. Um, well, I'll tell you, there are two things that really stood out to me this time and we can get much more detail later. I guess it's three, excuse me. No, four fast, <laughs> fast, fast. I promise. Okay. One, the arc 170, uh-huh. every single pilot is a named pilot and everyone is from the new canon, mm-hmm. which is kind of yeah. cool. Nora Wexley, Shara Bay, Braylon Strom, and Thane Kyrell. So they're all recognizable names. Um, let's see. Uh, two, they are all, with the exception maybe of the Protectorate Starfighter, there are pieces on each one that are extremely small. And I'm concerned that they may be fragile because I've had pieces that thin on some Armada miniatures get snapped off very easily so it seems like these are much more finely detailed in some respects but they are also because of that a little bit more fragile um i would point out that the protectorate starfighter only has two upgrade cards with it there is a crap ton of them for scum and villainy or from a scum and villainy package with a shadow caster but the protectorate starfighter only has two uh, which is weird frankly given the number in most of them and then lastly the shadow caster uh, has a new thing that when you're setting up your ship needs to be put on your base, which is essentially a pointer to tell which of the auxiliary firing arcs is going to be used, like which direction the cannon is turning, and you use an action to turn it, um, which requires also some slight change in the way that the ship ID tokens look on the bottom. They can't be flat-bottomed or they won't fit with that little addition on there. So we have some interesting new ways of indicating certain things in it. Uh, it's going to be an interesting one to talk about when we get a chance to go in a little more depth uh, on some of the, the new mechanics that are involved. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I said, I, I, I can't wait to uh, hit that. But uh, so I guess now this is this is our last topic before moving into Battlefront. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. Because we're doing it fast? Because we made it through in less than an hour before we got to our main topic? No, um, just more of the the topic itself. It it kind like I shouldn't be as shocked as I am, but it was just when you sent me the message, I was like, whoa! And then I got the email, and I was like, wow, this is this is a thing. Yeah. So one of the things that's been kind of surprising since the reboot of Star Wars with Story Group Canon or New Canon or Disney Canon, whatever you want to call it and the old continuity becoming legends was that they changed their approach to video games. They're now authentic Star Wars experiences, not necessarily meant to be in continuity with legends or canon or anything else. 
and the only one, really, that has attempted to tell a canonical story is Star Wars Uprising. Not even Star Wars Commander is, it's just characters that have been pulled into canon, but Uprising was telling us a story meant to fit within this new continuity that they're building, so you expect that that's the one they're going to really continue on for a while, uh, and as of September 22nd, an email went out and a post went up on their forums, uh, Star Wars Uprising is shutting down. Despite the best efforts of our team here at Kabam, unfortunately, Star Wars Uprising will soon be decommissioned. It's a nice way of saying we're shutting it all down, you're screwed. On November 17th, isn't that the anniversary of the holiday special? Uh, 2016, all Star Wars Uprising servers will be shutting down permanently. As part of the shutdown, we'll be shutting down payments also on November 15th to prevent additional payments from occurring. Uh, for information about the shutdown, please visit the FAQ, which we'll take a look at, uh, or your in-game message. We hope you've enjoyed Star Wars Uprising and would like to invite you to come check out one of Kabam's other great mobile games listed below, which, you know, is kind of cool given the fact that on that email, they aren't actually listed below, which is a perfect metaphor for Kabam's handling of Uprising <laughs> at times. Pretty much. Um, finally, we'd just like to again thank you for your commitment to Star Wars Uprising. We hope to see you again soon. And uh, this was something that almost felt like it was coming up like something was changing they had introduced the new raids and stuff like that but about a month ago it seemed like maybe there was a financial issue happening because they dropped the long-term smuggling contract long-term smuggling contract was basically you pay like three or four bucks i think it was three and then for 30 days every time you log in as an incentive to log in you get 40 chromium which is the the premium currency that usually just comes by spending real money which meant 1200 if you logged in each day for 3 bucks whereas normally you'd be paying like 20 bucks for a lot less or 40 bucks for still less i mean just it was ridiculous that you were getting that much chromium like they, there was a, a, a thing that was done that and it was something like like 3 or 4 times as much out of that than what you would pay for the same amount or if you broke it down like price per chromium piece whatever so the one really cost-effective, user-friendly, player-friendly way of paying for Chromium in the game, if you weren't going to be a whale, a big spender, was yanked out of the game with no notice and no explanation until days and days later when, when Kabam basically just confirmed, yes, this was intentional and it's not coming back anytime soon. It's never an actual, here's why it's gone. And it seems like finances was a part of the issue. Um, they ask why on the fact, uh, frequently asked questions, why is Star Wars Uprising shutting down? Says, while Star Wars Uprising was enjoyed by a great community of players since its launch, the game is no longer achieving the level of success, presumably financial success, mm -hmm. needed to maintain the game, and the decision was made to discontinue support. Uh, when's the last day I can play? Again, November 17th. Uh, they say it's 9 a.m. Pacific time is when they're going to shut it down. Uh, why can't Kabam just leave the game up as it is? One of those questions for people who know nothing about the way online games actually run. Um, there are a number of things to, that go into maintaining a game beyond keeping the power running. Addressing issues, developing content, and providing support are important components as well, and we feel those resources can be better served building and supporting Kabam's as existing and new titles. Is there any way to save my player data or bases? Short version, no. Where can I play other games like Star Wars Uprising? And I doubt people are really asking that question. <laughs> that was sort of a promotional thing. They'd suggest... Marvel Contest of Champions. Uh, and now that it's concluding, what happens to my monetary investment in the game? So 
for qualifying players who have purchased one or more Chromium packages. Uh, basically, not the long-term smuggling contract, that thing is done. They're talking about the ones where you pay a heck of a lot of money to get an eh amount of Chromium in bulk. Um, we'd like to grant you currency relative to your investment in Uprising in one of Kabam's other mobile games. Marvel Contest of Champions is eligible for this grant. So basically, are we going to refund to you? Hell no. But we are going to carry over what you spent on this game into another game, even if you don't care about any of those other games. This reminds me of... I was a fan of Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future back okay. in the day, where you could shoot your TV with your, your little ship, right? Uh, you may be too young for Captain Power. <laughs> yeah, um, I have no idea what this is. But wow, it's it's coming soon again with Phoenix Rising. But basically, I'm going to pretend you at, said Duck Hunt. Okay, so I I subscribed to the magazine. The magazine got one issue, and then apparently it didn't have enough support, and they switched it, and you were getting the He-Man magazine with a little insert about Captain Power stuff. Until even that didn't have enough support, and my last issue was freaking Muppets. <laughs> that had nothing to do with my original subscription. It's kind of that sort of thing here. Um, Com comics used to be that way too. Really? Where if you subs well, yeah, because you would have to subscribe to. They did the same thing with the Star Wars ones. I think they went from uh, you subscribe to Princess Leia, and when it ended, you got whatever the next miniseries. I guess Lando was. You get those through a uh, yeah. But I'm talking uh, about like Marvel way back in the day when you would a actually order them, and they'd come to you in the mail, mm -hmm. which is what I do. So um, and that's what the subscription service was. I was talking about for Marvel. Okay, yeah. Well, it, it was kind of like that, but it would be like, we canceled um, Jim and the Hologram, so now we're going to give you some other property. Here you go. And you're like, what? That's not what I wanted. It's like if Amazon and, and its suggestions on what you should read next were something that was set in stone and you were just stuck having to buy it. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, so, or it's kind of like when I get to the end of an episode of something on Hulu and there's none left and it sends me to a show that's not in my list and I have no idea what it is or care. Um, but basically what they're saying is that as far as if you did spend some money, they're not going to refund it, but they will transfer it into another game as long as you have connected your Kabam.com account to both Uprising and whatever that new game is. Okay. Um, but if you were to connect it after the fact, you will not be getting that credit. So presumably when it shuts down, they're going to take that data to make the credit, and that's it. It's not going to be something where um, you can just turn around like a month later and say, hey, I played this and I had some left. Can you do this for me? No, it's got to be then. It says there will be no exceptions. Now, oddly enough, they have said that as of Monday the 25th, which is this coming Monday, uh, wait a second, as of Monday the 25th, I don't know about you, um, but on the planet that I live on, mm -hmm. Monday is the 26th. <laughs> Again, I'm feeling the kabam here. Um, but suffice it, on, on Monday, from now on, on the I think our thing is when we screw up in this show, we'll just say, ah, kabammed. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Somebody has actually made a post, a a fake poster of the poster image they used to promote Uprising, and put Kabammed as the uh, the logo. Um, but what they're going to do basically is, as of Monday or the twenty fifth, whichever, um, they're going to make some changes. It says 
In light of the final days of Star Wars Uprising, I'd like to announce some changes we are making in order to make the end of your journey as enjoyable as possible. Because, you know, we couldn't have made the game more enjoyable previously by making it less of a money pit uh, or a grind. Um, but we have the supply cranes are going to have a an upgrade. The sector battles are going to uh, be a little bit easier to do. The raids will now be easier to get through and more chances for bonus nodes to pop up. Um, the uh, trunks related, there are things you can buy related to finishing either of the uh, light side or dark side quests will now provide better stuff. Um, the various missions you can do on a given day are going to drop uh, double the rewards of XP credits and drops. Uh, and the login rewards will be better, um, in fact, quite a bit better apparently, to the point where they said, you're really going to love what we're going to give you on Monday. So, of course, if it turns out not to be amazing, people are going to start griping again. Um, so a, I don't know how to feel about this one. It was a grind, and it was driving me nuts. But at the same time, it told an okay story with a couple of decent twists, mainly in the second season, act, chapter, whatever. But this means we're not, at least until Visceral Games' game comes out, as far as we know, we don't really have any Star Wars games trying to tell us a canonical story anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's a big part of why I would have thought that this um this game would have had more legs. The other part is that um you know, uh, there's been other games that have been lackluster uh, Star Wars mobile games that have just continued on and continued on. Um to me, I think it really comes down to one thing, which is what we said from the very very beginning, which was the game, when we first started playing, we said, this is a fun game, we like it, but there, like, there's no reason to spend real money. Um, they didn't have a good grasp of how to monetize the game properly. I mean, just th There was never any incentive to actually spend the money on the chromium. chromium. Well, and, you know, and not only do they, did, they, did, did they have like, that issue at the beginning, they almost doubled down with it. Right. Because the one thing that everybody would eventually wind up probably spending Chromium on at least once was to revive if you die in the middle of a mission. And they remove that feature. So now if you die, you just start back at the beginning and that's it. Right. Right. Uh, I mean, it's just to me and um, I mean, I don't I don't know, but I, I think that this is I, I, I feel strongly this is the case. They say, oh, the game is no longer achieving success. The the short amount of time that this game was around tells me that they never achieved any... Like, they were pretty much in the red uh, from the time they got going. I, I don't think this game ever made money. I don't know if I would agree that it never did, just because I'd be concerned... I, I would think that if they never did, they wouldn't have given us that second wave of content that chapter two purge stuff where the story actually started to be interesting instead of just being do these fetch quests and oh look it's a message from leia at the end um but it does seem as though it relatively quickly um it, it they start as they were making changes they were frequently making changes trying to update the game and not only was the financial side seeming like they just it was slipping through their fingers, a lot of the changes they made to improve the game, it was almost one, uh, one step forward, two steps back. Right. Like they would change something to make something easier to deal with, 
but at the same time add yet another currency or something into the game or yet another number to track. Mm-hmm. Um, if I, to me, I mean, the the most user friendly, amazing thing they did was when they made it so that they were like, okay, we just started the raids. Um, we are going to make it available so that for twelve hundred chromium, basically three bucks if you did the long term smuggling contract, but for twelve hundred, whatever is in chromium, um, you can buy this high end gear and a bunch of of, uh, of material to start upgrading it, though not completely upgrading it. Um, so that you can be all set to jump into a raid because, you know, if you've been playing for a long time and you're a high level and your gear still isn't quite there yet, let's help get you there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they turned around immediately and were like, oh, crap. We didn't actually mean to offer that to everybody, so we're going to remove it. Oh, people are pissed? Okay, we're going to put it back. Our bad. Right. Like, like the one really user-friendly thing they did besides the the, the long-term smuggling contract recently – was an accident. <laughs> right, right. I mean, that's to me, I think that what we have here is a, a company that had a good idea. They just weren't as competent as they needed to at executing it. You know, I, 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 I actually sort of feel bad because, you know, here's the thing is when, especially for you, right? As somebody, someone who, um, chronicles this stuff and everything there's no going back to this once this game is shut down that is going to be star wars canon that is mm-hmm. completely unaccessible yep it's just entirely. it's just it's just gone period and the only thing that's ever really sort of been like that has been the holiday special you know at least that i can think of right oh, offhand i'm sure kabam is loving that comparison <laughs> like that like they're loving the rest of our discussion on it right now well yeah i mean it, like i said i do feel bad cuz i don't i don't think kabam was a malicious company i think that they were just a little bit incompetent you know i mean i i, I think that they had a good I think they had a good premise, but they really did. Um, they were just very inexperienced in how to do their promotions and things like that. You know, I think back to um, remember when you would get the um, what, what do you call the little helper people that you get the um, Ugnots? No, 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 no. The um, you know how you get your little uh, your little jobbers to send Jawas? No, no, in the game. Your little helper people. You're talking about like just your contacts, the people that you go to for missions and stuff. No, the ones that you send out on other missions. It's oh, your crew. Yeah, yeah, crew. That you were. You had that much trouble with the word crew. It's not. Has it? Has it been a long day? It's not. It's not that I didn't know. The, <laughs> I just didn't know the correct term for what the game called yeah, it because I haven't played it your so crew, long. As yeah. if you've got a ship somewhere. Right. Right. Yeah. That's actually what the heck. Anyhow, so. Um, with that, you remember when they did like, oh, you there's going to be four different droids that you can acquire by doing these challenges. Mm-hmm. And wasn't one of them like grinding for days? It was. It was essentially. I think it. it I think it uh, came out to um, someone did the math on it, and they're like, basically, yeah. So I'm going to be doing mindless grinding for ten hours or something like that. And Kabam's like, well, yeah, but it's called a challenge. Like, that's what, you know, that's the point. And they responded, that's not a challenge. (laughs) Exactly. You know, they're like doing, you know, doing something over and over and over again that a a child could do is not a challenge. 
it's just uh, you know I, I don't know I, I can't remember what they they actually said but but they were they were basically saying that you know there's a difference between hard and annoying and they just mm-hmm. like they didn't get that and I, I think that's the problem is they they knew like okay let's we've got a cool idea for the game to do something like this but they fell short on how to work especially in a um you know a micro transaction like setting mm-hmm. um because like we were saying with it you know they had way too many different currency types and you could only pay for the one and you really didn't have to to have it it it, it wasn't necessary um mm-hmm. because the, let's see so chromium um i'm trying to remember like what you could use chromium for basically it seems like you would use it for either the uh, the crane or you would use it for the um, the respawns, right? Was there anything else you could use Chromium for? There would be things that would pop up at times like special deals where you could buy, you know, you know, here's a crate of stuff that wasn't part of the supply crane that like guaranteed you something. Okay. But yeah, I mean the primary uses are the crane or the revives, and the revives were stripped out so it became basically just the crane. Although you could, I guess... If you know, like if you're playing a raid and you run out of raid tokens or whatever you call them, yet another friggin' currency, the amount that you earn when you do your starting node to go to other nodes and play more of the raid, if you ran out of those, you could buy more of them with chromium. But by and large, the the practical application of what they were asking you to spend real money on wasn't really there. It'd be like if they gave you the car but then expect you to spend real money on the steering wheel cover. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? There, there, it right. wasn't really a necessary feature. It's nice to have, but that's it. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's, I, that's, I think that's their biggest problem is that, you know, it, it, everything was asinine and, and it wouldn't have been hard to try to entice people to do it, but they just never, I, I think possibly they were so afraid of being, you know, labeled a, a pay-to-win game, that it just become a pay-to-be-a-sucker game, you know? I mean, like, because my problem with the crane is why would I do that when that gear is just going to be outdated quickly anyways? Mm-hmm. And there was no guarantee it was particularly high gear. I mean, it right. was decent level gear, but once you got to a point... uh you really didn't want to do the crane because most of the time what it's going to give you is something that you're going to break down for materials because or sell for credits because there really wasn't any practical use. Like, I'm at the point where my character has all level 6 gear, I think it is, and then tons of stuff that's maxed out. So a pretty high-level, strong character and can use... I can't remember if there's a light side or dark side. It's been a while. I think it's the dark side stuff, which it turns out dark side doesn't actually give you anything. It doesn't actually give you a lightsaber or anything. It just gives you access to some other powers you can buy. You don't get a lightsaber until you do both the dark and light sides because, you know, in Star Wars, that makes any freaking sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just sort of, I don't know. It's it's like they had this idea, and the story worked, but it's probably too much of a grind to get to the end of that first chapter and get the first time it really felt like it connected much to anything right. with Leia's message. But then the story worked fairly well within that second chapter the purge going on and whatnot it's really kind of a gut punch uh, seeing what happens right after the uh, you get the transition between the two chapters or seasons or whatever you want to call it but 
I don't know. It's like they had these grand ambitions to create a game with decent graphics for a mobile game, which it was. Um, decent storytelling, which while built around a ton of tedious fetch quests and you can't go here until we shut down these three things every time kind of stuff, um, was d pretty good. Um, but it was like they were, they, they, I don't, I'm not even sure that it's a matter of, there's the monetization sign, but I think that, that part of it is, it's like they, they were like, we're going to make this game so awesome, it'll be like a console or a pencil and paper or a PC RPG. We're going to have numbers everywhere and right. currencies everywhere because people dig that. Well, sometimes people dig that, but if you're making a game that's designed to be played on the go on mobile devices and your missions are repetitive little like five-minute segments because it's meant for mobile devices, then the way that it all, the system built around it can't be insanely elaborate with like 10 different types of crystals and now there's crystals with the blue background or the orange background and this kind of crystal come sorry and this kind of crystal comes from this thing and this kind of crystal comes from this other thing and it doesn't actually tell you what kind of crystal comes from what you got to look for like a little gun symbol or it just they made it too complex and they made it way too much of a grind there it i i i can't believe i'm saying this compared to uprising the regular xp progression in battlefront feels like ludicrous speed that's how slow uprising's grinding and leveling up was it's they 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 were expecting us to invest a lot more time and money in this in a very competitive mobile market than anyone playing the game without having some driving need like me to get the story content to put on a timeline or something was gonna put in yeah no i i, I agree with you and that was my thing that's kind of why i quit i don't necessarily agree with you on the um the grinding of it exactly because good lord battlefront is killing me um i'm oh, not even see, no, see on this there were times where you would be grinding the same five missions over and over again for days just to unlock one more mission and then you'd be stuck grinding again for days and as far as gear goes you would sometimes be grinding 50 plus missions to get enough of what you need to be able to upgrade one piece of gear if you do it another two or three times to get the other things you need to upgrade that same piece of gear. it It's one of the slowest progression systems I've ever seen in this type of game. Granted, mm -hmm. I haven't played many of the, the dungeon crawler, Diablo clone type things, but I've never seen progression this slow in anything that didn't let you at least pay some real money and just advance to the end. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> I mean, anything that's, unless it's pay to win, it was too slow. Right. No, I, I, I get what you're saying. Um, I just, I, th I think the, the thing about the game is that it just, it ha I don't know. I mean, I, I, I guess I'm repeating myself at this point, but it, it certainly had some good elements. They just needed, they, I don't know. To me, it's like stuff that, that's so simple. Um, like I said, I, I hate that I wouldn't be able to go back to the game if I wanted to. Um, I, I hate that they they didn't try to just sort of cut out some of the, the complexity, mm -hmm. you know, um, like unnecessary complexity of the game and just try to streamline it and say, okay, you know what? Chromium is obviously, that's the thing that you spend money on. So we're going to actually 
you know, put something up uh, to where you use that, but we're going to start stripping all this other stupid currency where, um, you know, it, it becomes a situation of, oh, okay, you've got to have this type of uh, gem in order to, or material or whatever it was they used um, in order to do this. And, you know, you level up with... Um, these little candy cane stripe ones. And then once you get up to the uh, high enough, then you have to have all the, the purple and blue ones. And it's just like, Oh my God, too much, too, too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, let me say this based mm-hmm. on, cause you've mentioned it a couple of times, this idea that you're not going to be able to have access to it anymore. Uh-huh. Um, that is true. I will say that thankfully there are people who have actually, who've been playing this on PC um, and capturing the footage of their gameplay. So if you really want to see the game or see a playthrough, there are playlists you can find on YouTube to watch the entire thing. Um, it's not quite the same, but it's also not as tedious, and you can fast-forward through the mission or jump for it. I don't think kids these days understand fast-forward. Um, <laughs> you can push yourself ahead to the end of the mission and see the story bits without having to necessarily watch the repetitive action bits. But, I don't know, for some reason... As much as that it, it should bother me that it'll be gone, the fact that it's on YouTube doesn't bug me as much. I'm used to the idea of video games kind of eventually as generations change just not being uh, accessible to people anymore. But I find, like, I look at this, I don't think I'm going to be kicking myself years from now that this one is gone and I can't go back and see it. I am still kicking myself that I didn't buy an Apple device before THQ closed so I could play their version of the phone-based The Force Unleashed 1. I still have my old cell phone, my old, like, not even a flip phone. It's one of those ones you, like, slide and there's a keyboard under it. This old school with a crappy mobile version of The Force Unleashed on it because I'm I am enamored with that story so much. Mm-hmm. I'm kicking myself for not ever getting the iOS version of it, but this? When it's a brand new story versus something that's just retelling something that's in tons of other media, I just... I don't feel the the gut punch no, that I, I feel like I should have felt. And I think that's – it's a testament to how the game was handled and how it just didn't – over time it just didn't have that that power to latch onto you and just not let go. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I just – I guess it's just – it's to me, I hate it when, like I said, I, f- I feel like a company is genuinely not trying to take my money, um, even to their detriment. Uh, you know, and, and like we mentioned, you mentioned earlier about the whole, like, oh yeah, they're, they're not, get, they're not refunding your money. They're just moving to another game. Uh, I think it's cause they don't have it to give. <laughs> I really think they're like, yeah, we spent that money. Um, I just, I don't know. It, it, it's just one of those things where I just want to take and be like, ma'am, let me take your hand. Let me help you out here. It's not that hard, you know? And, and it's, They've got to be smart people. They've got to at least have smart people working for them because they, they're the ones who programmed this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just, it, you know, it's it's the simple stuff. like, and, and they've got people yelling at them, telling them what's wrong. That and is it, true. That Those forums were full of really good ideas that mm-hmm. just went completely but, so you're basically saying that, that, that uh, from a budgetary standpoint, you're thinking that the money were, they spent so much up front Oh, that yeah. it wasn't just that they just they didn't have it there. So it's almost like somebody who's like, I'm going to buy a yacht for my retirement. Then they buy the yacht with their retirement savings. And now they have nothing to live off of. So they can't retire and they can't use the yacht. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's exactly what it is. And, and that's what I meant by they never made money. I, I think that, 
you know, obviously some people were buying the Chromium, but I think from the very beginning, they were not, um, they were not selling the Chromium at the level that they needed to maintain the game. And um, it eventually just sort of caught up to them just because the there's really not been anything else like this. But I, I do got to say, though, but between this and, um, you know, the, another game that uh, we've had to talk about shutting down, uh, Disney Infinity, we're going to run out of games to talk about. No, no, give it time. We'll have another <laughs> Battlefront. We'll have Visceral. We'll have all the tabletop stuff. And surely, if it really comes down to it, we could talk about garbage like Force Collection. Wait, did I say that out loud? Did I say that out loud? Um, so, speaking of things that you you would use some derogatory th- uh, descriptors for, um, you and I did a recent live stream on... Uh, Battlefront Death Star DLC. Yeah, just let our, our listeners know um, ahead of time. I was in a mood. <laughs> oh, that's what that was. See, because you came up, you really don't seem to dig the Death Star DLC. Um, so yeah. I guess we should turn to that now, uh-huh. since it's a, it's, a, it's a primary topic. Um, should we describe what's in it first, maybe? I think it'd be easier to describe what's in it much quicker than uh, to to try to describe what's not in it. Okay. So what you've got is a $15 DLC that is part of the season pass, which has four in it for 50 bucks, saving you $10. Um, And basically it is a, it's different than the other two DLCs in that it is a fighter squadron based DLC for the most part. Um, so whereas the original game had nine modes, then it added a tenth with the free Jakku DLC. So now the base game is thought of as having ten, because uh, that one was free. You've got the Outer Rim, which had, I want to say it was uh, five different modes that you could play, including a new one that it added called Extraction. Then you had Sabotage, which then add, had seven, or the five and seven might be flipped. Um, but it introduced Sabotage, but... For the most part, with the exception of the Bespin DLC adding uh, one new fighter squadron map and the cloud car to both sides that can only be used on that map, basically fighter squadron has been left alone, and they've been focusing on these sort of infantry first-person, third-person shooter, bread-and-butter type of game types and maps for the DLCs. Uh, Fighter Squadron, in fact, isn't even something that comes up in the rotation in the original game if you choose one of the different, you know, hero mode, this many players mode, this many players mode, because it doesn't match that many players like the infantry ones do. So it's kind of always been like the weird, you know, the the odd ones kind of sitting in the back of the room quietly. This DLC changes that, and you've got uh, Fighter Squadron for 24 players, so 12 on 12, which introduces a couple of new maps in space. An Imperial Blockade map, uh, it introduces uh, another map that's essentially flying over the Death Star surface, and it plays very much like the previous ones did. Um, It does not introduce, we'll talk about this more, but it does not introduce any new regular Starfighters to start with. The game has had some tweaks to the Starfighters that do exist and has added some new hero Starfighters, one for each side. Um, So Fighter Squadron has been beefed up a little bit. Um, Then you've got Blast as a pure infantry mode on the three Death Star interior maps, which are Defense Sector, Power Sector, and Command Sector that all look kind of alike. Um, And then you've got a new mode called Battle Station. 
And Battlestation has an initial segment that's very kind of fighter squadron where you're trying to go after a Star Destroyer. Um, then you are an infantry mode inside the Death Star trying to save R2-D2. Or maybe you're inside, I guess you're inside the Death Star because it's Death Star maps. You would think, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's-, um, it's one of those three that you use for blast that you wind up on inside um, trying to save R2-D2. And then a third segment where assuming that the other ones went well for the Rebels, you are then flying over the trench and actually doing trench runs to try to destroy the Death Star. But those are the modes. And if it sounds like I only just named three, it's because there's only three modes in this DLC. Battle Station, which is multi-stage and brand new. Fighter Squadron, which is a tweaked version of something we've seen before. Blast, which is a tweaked version of something we've seen before. And if it seems odd that we've got something here that's going to introduce two new heroes, Chewbacca and Bosk, that has no hero-based modes and almost no infantry-based modes, yes, that is rather strange. Um, so it's it's Fighter Squadron-based. That's rubbing a lot of people the wrong way. I am a big fan. I love that mode. It's just interminably long now with 400 points instead of 200 or whatever it was being the, the goal. Um, but I actually am finding I'm enjoying the DLC, but there are, you can really tell that there are some shortcomings mm-hmm. there. So did, did I do it justice without sounding like I was griping too much? Um, yeah, that's so fine. Far? Yeah. <laughs> so far? So far. So now for the griping section. <clears throat> Here's the thing. I, I mean, I feel like I, I've made it pretty clear that I'm I'm not a fan of Blast, right? O- on this show, that it's you, team deathmatch is. I mean, for those who aren't players of Battlefront, all it is is team deathmatch. Mm-hmm. That's it. The whole point is go kill the other team. That's it. That's all there is to it. So when you have three, count them three different modes. And one of them is just the very basic, simplistic, go kill them. That is going to get old so fast. And like, and then you go, oh, okay, and then we have regular fighter squadron, which can get old really fast. So then the only thing that you really have is the... Um, Oh, now I've already forgot the name. What's the, what's the third one? The new one? Battle Squadron. Battle, Squadron. No, Battle, Squadron. Battle Station. Okay. See, even I got it messed up. Battle, Battle Station. Station is good. I, I will give them that. I, I think that it could have been more, but it is good. The problem being, it's just the one. Um, yes, I know it's, it's the three stages, but you're playing the same three stages over and over and over again. But... But the middle section can change <sighs> amongst three options. And 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 how quick, how long does that middle section last? Like a minute and a half before it's over? <laughs> a little bit more than that, but your point is well taken. Yeah, and the, the problem too is um, with that, you know... It, it really takes away the whole point of, oh, hey, you know, if you, you buy the DLC... Then you save the $10. Well, not really, because you gave me half of the DLC this time. I mean, and, and, and by half, I'm judging that by the, other, the last two uh, DLCs, you know? Um, we, we got half the content of Bespin and Outer Rim. So, I want, I want the other half of my, my expansion. I want, want the other half of my DLC now. Uh, it's, I mean... 
I, I, I was like, I'm not going to be as negative today as I was yesterday. But it, you're not going to be able to help yourself. Yeah, it's just it's so frustrating. And I, and I know I've been the one who I, I feel like, you know, I, I've been a lot more positive or, or optimistic about this game um, from the beginning. But that was grant, you know, that was given that, okay, you know what? We've got Outer Rim. This is kind of neat. This is a nice little, this is the first one. Uh, so it's not, it's not huge. It's not really packed out, but we, I also saw that we're getting the, uh, that extra, uh, content that everyone got, right? The, uh, the patches essentially, which was, it was a patch, but also, Hey, here's, here's some of the other stuff that we didn't get done in time, uh, for the game to come out, which I said, Oh, that's fine. I understand that. And then we got uh Bespin, which was bigger. And I said, Oh, okay. They've added even more that you know, that keeps me optimistic. That keeps me happy. And then we get this one and they're like, yeah, we phoned it in. Here you go. And I'm, and I'm mad, you know, I'm like, really? (laughs) So what, what are we going to get next time? Hey, here you go. Um, here is the rogue one, but, um, it's only one. We only have one game mode. Oh, and it's blast. Bye. Well, they'll, they'll give us they'll give us a uh, content that is the equivalent of half of our playtime, which would be um, just a whole bunch of loading screens. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Maybe? So, all right. So, I guess we should talk about what's actually in this, and it's funny. And I'm sitting here going, "Yes, yes, let the disappointment flow through you," because you know, to me, from the beginning, this was a game that you know has a very shallow progression system, has a a very casual bent to it. Weapons at all kind of feel the same, except just their rate of fire. They don't feel like they have any heft to it. Uh, all kinds of things that frustrated me just about the engine, whether it's Battlefield or Battlefront. Um, and I was, I guess I'm more willing to be more positive on this DLC, but see its se- severe shortcomings, mm-hmm. but still see it as a positive thing, I guess because, well, one, because I wasn't paying out of pocket right now. I bought that season pass ages ago, so it feels like the money's already gone. That's where they get you. Well, That's I, why I they the take the money thing. out of your paychecks for your taxes instead of having <laughs> you just pay as one check. Uh, that was the point. Um, but... You see, for me, it's kind of like I had stopped expecting greatness from Battlefront. I expected to look awesome and sound awesome and play, yeah, right, and to have a- an approach that will never feel like it is deep enough, regardless. So, knowing that coming out of the main game into the DLCs, Extraction I find really fun. Sabotage I find really fun. Really fun. It's repetitive when when there's nothing else really to do that's of interest in that dlc but the new mode because everything else is just the same crap you've been playing on different maps um but i dug those and i'm digging battle station i'm and being a fighter squadron fan i always felt like my type of player for battlefront wasn't who it was aimed at it's play it's aimed at the the p it's it's not aimed at the call of duty battlefield (laughs) crowd per se because they would look at this game and try to play it and be like, oh my god, this is not tight enough. The gameplay isn't tweaked. It just it doesn't feel right. This is a casual slap-in-the-face version of a Call of Duty or something. But kind of like more for those who like that type of game, but aren't going to go all crazy hardcore on that type of game. So they want something they can just kind of play a little bit and just leave and come back and play a little bit and leave. Um, so that they can get that kind of fun out of it. But... That's first-person shooters have rarely been my thing. I love third-person shooters, first-person, aside from Destiny, a little bit of Halo, haven't really been my thing. But 
the old Rogue Squadron games, Starfighter. Oh, yeah. Those were it. Because I loved being able to fly these Star Wars ships in combat. And I've enjoyed playing Fighter Squadron. All both of them. Yeah, all both of them. <laughs> but I've been playing Fighter Squadron so I could play. But I, I liked being able to jump in. It was fast. You kick some butt. Somebody wins. Somebody loses. You move to the next map. Somebody wins. Somebody loses. You move to the next map. But then they tweaked it. And it became 400 points to win instead of 200, and the matches lasted much, much longer, and I lost a lot of my enthusiasm for it. But I did like the fact that they added obstacles for Bespin mm-hmm. on that one map right. they gave us for Bespin. Right, and, and so, like I had said at the, that time, that had me optimistic. I, yeah. I still think that was a good move. Um, and, and this one, I think, you know, it's even better bigger in in the they're like now it's in space we've got obstacles all over the place now should be like yes let's do this but it's it is absurd that we only have an x-wing and an a-wing versus a tie and an interceptor i mean that's that's a whole different thing i'm saying i'm just saying that the mode doing anything for fighter squadron was a good thing would you agree that doing anything to make fighter squadron more a part of the game was a good thing I I think yes, but 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 you know it's 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 just so minor compared to what is needed for the game. That is true. That is true. so. You brought up the ships. Mm-hmm. So um, the thing I mean, we were talking about this having you know it's all kinds of fighter squadron stuff. We're gonna have more maps in space. You're gonna be able to have space combat. Uh, which does preclude cloud cars. Those are just for the Bespin DLC. They do not work with uh, the Death Star DLC at all. And we're going to have this whole thing with trench runs and stuff. Um, so what are the new, like, like? can we now start as, like, a TIE Defender? Can we? Because I've seen TIE Defenders, B-Wings, Y-Wings, mm-hmm. um, uh, gosh, what's it, TIE Bombers. I've seen all of those flying around when I'm playing Fighter Squadron. What's it like to play those? Oh, uh, it's fantastic if you are an NPC. Uh, Nathan Patrick Cutler. <laughs> what is it? What is it for for the uninitiated? An NPC is. Um, that is a non-player computer. I think that's what the or non-player character. Yeah. Some... If you're AI, basically, yeah. you're saying so. So why are okay? So if they're in the game, what ships can you choose to start from on each side? The A wing the X-Wing or the TIE Fighter and the TIE Advan- or the TIE Interceptor. Um, whichever which should know. The beginning of the game, it's right? the one, the exact same ones that there were back when they came out with the game. Uh, you know, and, and here, here's one thing I, I, I do have to say, because we didn't bring it up at all yesterday. So, this is true. You can play as Darth Vader in his TIE Advanced, or you can play as Luke in his X-Wing. That is true. If you get the hero power up. Right, right. I I mean, I do got to give them that. I do appreciate Mm -hmm. that. And I'm the opposite. Uh Uh-huh. I don't like that. Well, it's just... Because it's just another freaking tie and another (laughs) damn X-Wing. But but what what could they have done is, is my question. You know, like what... What other options did they really have for a hero style ship? They could have used the Lady Luck. They could have used something from well, the, Wars. They could have used something from Rebels. They could have used the Outrider when it comes to the 
The Imperial side, they've already used Slave 1. They could have used other Bounty Hunter ships because the Bounty Hunters are in the game. Well, here... They, I, I'll, I'll give it to them that, that they're iconic. Mm-hmm. That the, the TIE Advanced X1 as opposed to V1, which is the one from the Inquisitors, is iconic. Right. Um, Red 5 is iconic with Luke. Uh-huh. But it's just another freaking X-Wing and TIE Fighter again that doesn't you. provide enough variance to the feel of the play. Like, you know, mm-hmm. even though they've got different abilities, they don't feel as different from the starting ships as the Millennium Falcon and Slave 1 did, which blows my mind because they've had way more time to work on it. We're three DLCs in. Right. These are our hero ships, and there are no other starting ships but the two on either side still. Right. Well, like I was saying, I... um. I'm fine with that because, like, like you mentioned, the Lady Luck. The Lady Luck isn't canon anymore. Um, but the ship type is because it showed up in Clone Wars. Um, yeah, I think the, it also showed up in Rebels. Right. I, I didn't remember it in Clone Wars, but I do remember it in Rebels because the little fat guy who, um, who's like, "That's not Lando Calrissian." He's like, "You lied." That's more again, the most <laughs> annoying job of the hut. Pre-production art knockoff I've ever seen. <laughs> you lied to me. Oh, I knew I yes, liked you. Yes, Hera, make yourself presentable as a slave. The <laughs> uh, most lecherous, creepy new Rebels character right. ever introduced <laughs> in the episode with the freaking puffer pig. But I digress. <laughs> um, so anyhow, you know, that those are ones that I'm like, eh, I don't know. Um, and, and, you know, like even the, the punishing one is not, you know, that hasn't really been brought over. But, I mean, we do have boss ship. Um I mean, I, I do think that there, there's possibly some that they could have done, but to me, I get it. I'm like, yeah, it makes the most sense to do these two. But and I think, a, and there's a trench run involved, so it really makes sense for these right, to be the two if right. they were going to go with something a little closer to the movie. Right. So I, I am fine with all of these things, and I do think that um, you know, having like the the wingman situation where you can be. Um, like Wedge or Biggs, apparently. Um, I think that's kind of cool. You're, you're, ah, no, because you're, you're like what Victor Two, um, or your Red Three. Well, right. Both of which are wingmen. It, it, what he's talking about is the is just like whenever like Leia spawns, you can spawn as one of her guards, and if Palpatine spawns, you can spawn as one of his guards. So if somebody's playing as Red Five, you can spawn as Red Three. If somebody's playing as Vader in the Atai Advanced, you can spawn as uh, Victor Two or whatever. But they play and look exactly the same as a regular TIE fighter and a regular X-Wing. There's nothing special about being the wingman other than being able to press that button and say, hey, I'm a wingman now. There's nothing different. Yeah, I mean, as far as we can tell, there maybe there's something. And we're... So why do you think it's cool? No, I, I'm not saying that it's... it was good. I'm like, what the I'm F? Not, I, I'm, You're killing me on. with the wingman. Hold on. Hold on. I'm not <laughs> I'm just saying that okay, yeah, it's it's not I think that the concept of it is at least in a good direction. Um I, I'm totally with you that yeah, it, it would be way better if you could be like, okay, I see how this is um, you know, distinctively better than just being an X Wing. Currently I don't see that. Um, but you know what, when they get around to actually finishing this DLC, maybe that's a tweak that they'll make. 
Um, I admire that you've chosen to clean your gun despite the fact that you just blew your foot off. <laughs> well, so anyhow, like I said, I, th- I think that's at least moving a good, a good direction. I can give them that. But mm-hmm. it, it made me realize, you know what? It wouldn't be hard to add other features to this game. Like, for instance, oh, hey, I just got blown up. When I play Blast, for instance, I can click respawn to spawn or uh, you know spawn with a teammate or whatever to respawn next to Nathan. How great would it be if I could actually wind up over on the same area um, with him? Because you know the whole thing is it's called Fighter Squadron, not Fighter. Go off by yourself and try to shoot things. You know what I mean? Like that'd some- be hyphenated if it was. <laughs> Wait, you're right, though. That is that is exactly why... I'm playing with the A-Wing all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. I've never played with the A-Wing. Right. But they've tweaked the ships. They took the interceptor and removed its missile and gave it, like, a sustained fire that's not going to wind up burning out its its blasters. And they switched out the A-Wing's shield for a boost like the TIE Fighters have. And now I'm playing as the A-Wing all the time. Why? Because when you die, you spawn so freaking far from any of the action that you that you need boost just to get back in time. I spent an entire stage of attack the Star Destroyer in an X-Wing trying to get back to the Star Destroyer. Right. And I had never thought about the idea of spawning as a partner in Fighter Squadron until you said that last night. And I'm like, holy Sith. Yeah. My my brain almost exploded. Like, oh, my God, how simple would that be? Because that's what the (laughs) – Right. So, so, okay, B-Wings. You never did answer that. B-Wings? Yeah, and and that's the other thing. All that stuff? So they, they add them into the game. Can you play as them? No. And here's and here's the thing. I'm not asking even so much as... I mean, it really should, but I'm not even asking so much that we be able to select them and fly around the entire time. But for Attack Run... Is, is that the name of it? I keep, what? Uh, they, it's called Battle Station. I don't know why the, I can't remember this thing. There's there's the uh, attack run thing, the, the the going after Death Star at the end, and there's mm-hmm. the main part where you see those show up uh, more often is a part called the distraction or the diversion, which is an Imperial blockade where you're going up against the Star Destroyer. Right. And wh- where I was going with that was that they spawn on you. It's just you can't spawn as them. Right. So, it, so you say you shouldn't be able to fly around them. As I'm all the time, that's fine. You're okay with that. I yeah. think you probably should. No, no, I, but no. I'm so, saying that um, but what you, you should, then, but what you do? but here's the thing. What will happen is they will come in, uh, kind of like how with um, the uh, the Imperial Walker or Walker Assault. You know, you have you have the the Y wing swing in and uh, they'll bomb the the Walker. Why not? Have it to where, and at that point, you can take control of the ship. And and you know, we were trying to think through this, and and you were like, well, you know, maybe they don't have um, anything designed for the inside of the ship. I said that's fine. I said for this game mode, put it in third person. You know, because when you play as a hero, right, third that, person, that's third person. So it's just like, hey, you know what? You don't get to go into uh, you, you, this is only third person because that's the way it goes. Um, and, and you get to actually do the attacker. Make it more interactive than, hey, congratulations, you shot enough stuff. So now the game's going to take over and do all the cool stuff. And I'm just like, really? Really? That's like it. How, how much harder would you have had to work to do this? You know, like I don't, 
I that's I think that's why I'm so mad is because I see these things where, like I said, I, I'm I'm just like I, I see the dots and I can draw the lines myself, and then I'm just sitting next to like an idiot child who's like I can't figure it out. It's the object permanence thing. If you don't, if if you can't see it, it doesn't exist. Yeah. So. Uh, it's okay. So to play devil's advocate here, I think I I see where they were going with it. Mm-hmm about adding in these other ships because granted they're not giving us anything else new to fly as a starting vessel but really the only power-ups that have existed in in any kind of fighter squadron style mode has been repairing your vessel um making your your card type abilities uh refresh faster or picking up the hero power-up and most of the time, people are running around and getting killed and killing so fast that the repair things are almost useless yep, unless exactly. you're a hero ship. The refresh factor is or faster is almost useless. Really, the only power-up of note was the hero ship, and you could only have one person playing as that hero ship at a time. Now you can have two, because technically you could have Millennium Falcon and Red 5, for instance, out there at the same time. Um, but I think what they were trying to do was just say, okay, well... We need more power-ups and more variety in what you can do with these random spawning things around the map. So we're going to give you these. So basically when you hit one, it'll spawn you know, two or however many of that other type that just fly around and can help get kills for you. Kind of like you know, leaving a mine somewhere or leaving this new laser mine thing uh, across a doorway or something. I think they were trying to make it so that there were more options with the power-ups. And because it really wasn't, it was one of the only modes where power-ups didn't feel like they played a huge role in how you would plan your strategies. I see that what they were trying to do, it's just, I guess we're we're looking at step past it and saying, okay, well, if you could do that, and the models are in the game, why couldn't you have done this other thing? And I still say that's terrible power-ups. Why not get stuff like, um, you know, you you should be able to to be able to grab... um, because I, you don't use every button for uh, Fighter Squadron. So you, could grab, you could grab like the Sun Crusher and just blow up a star and be like, game over. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like how in, uh, I think it's Battlefront, no, Battlefield, no, Call of Duty is the one where like if you get somebody kills, then you get the nuke and you kill everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that. Something like that. But uh, You get to pilot the Death Star in the background. <laughs> no, um, I think it would be way more fun because uh, f- from playing X-Wing, I know that there are multiple missile types. How great would it be and how easy would it be to grab an extra missile type and then you just fire that with a triangle button or something? That's true. Yeah, they could they could take the ships that we have and give us the ability to sort of kit them out. I mean, even something as simple as, um, and this is something I hadn't really th- taken the time to really, th- again, kind of giving impressions here, but it strikes me that... You can customize yourself for every game mode, except for when you're in a Starfighter. How awesome! And and you have mm-hmm. tons of extremely expensive, completely useless appearance and emote options that you can get as unlockables. How cool would it be just to do something like we're going to give you a different skin you can use for your fighter, or we're going to give you, oh gosh, I don't know, like like a star one star card you can equip on your fighter and acts as like a secondary weapon that you can use, but. Mm-hmm. Adding like that layer to it, you would think that if any of the DLCs was going to get something like that, it'd be this one because of its big fighter squadron focus. You know, it's but no. Although my only thought about that is, I know that when I play fighter squadron 
on a wireless connection and try to stream. And sometimes just on a wireless connection that was a slower speed back at our old apartment, um, I would get more stuttering from Fighter Squadron than any other mode. Maybe because of how much stuff is going on in like a three-dimensional space instead of you know everybody kind of standing on the ground and all on their own plane. Um, I wonder if they wouldn't want to give that kind of customization, at least in terms of appearance, because you'd have rendering issues, and you'd wind up like what happened with... Um, did you ever play Defiance? I did not play Defiance. Defiance is, was on uh, PS3, PC, and Xbox 360. It's basically based on the TV show, and it, and it interacted with the show in actually kind of a cool way. But what it would do is you had all these awesome ways you could customize your character, but when you were in a big battle with tons of characters around at the same time, it would default everybody to looking like this same basic generic character so that it could process the graphics correctly for you. Um, without showing you the cool stuff that somebody else had done because they would rather have you just see the same generic dude but still be able to play than have the thing just chug to a halt trying to process all the different appearances. I'm wondering if there's something with Fighter Squadron and how much juice it takes to make that work that any kind of customization would just make it that much harder to to get it all rendered and out there for the gameplay maybe. Uh, possibly, uh, though I, I wonder if they're... Uh logic is that uh it wouldn't be canon which it's not canon anyway <laughs> oh i know but there that's were not y wings bombing the ATATs at the battle of freaking hoth or or more importantly the uh r2 was never captured by the imperials and there were never uh rebels storming the death star uh, well there were rebels storming the death star at least in legends if not in canon that was what that old vcr interactive board game was for and damn it they referenced that thing in legends and brought that sucker into the saga Really? When, I kid you not. When did that have game, taken so place? So it's apropos for the show. Mm. <laughs> I like that. We need to play that. That's what I want to do is like, like just to do a, an episode where we just play that or something. Shoot. Come on down. I've got the, uh, I've got the entire thing, the entire VHS digitized. <laughs> some, some clips of it. And it's sitting in my home video collection. The entire game. Uh, barely ever been played because it's not all that great. But... <laughs> Hey, that's a, that'll probably make for a better show. But Darth uh, Vader talks to you, man. <laughs> Pebbles, I but sense the, darkness in you. The one of you whose name begins with a vowel or some crap. Like that. <laughs> that's funny. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. I, I hope that, like I said, I, I was, I was going to try and, and uh, not be as angry for for this one and i think for the most part i, I wasn't uh, i am gonna have to kind of go back and check for uh expletives just to make sure i didn't drop anything by mistake but uh uh far better than i was yesterday i'm i'm just really disappointed uh, i i feel like that especially if they're saying this one is going to be more um you know more fighter squadron based I don't have a problem with that. I know a lot of people are upset because they're like, well, I don't really care for Fighter Squadron. Um, I just feel like that for Fighter Squadron, it just feels so bare. You know, I, I feel like, I'm like, really? Then you probably should have given us more than essentially just like one real mission, really. Um, I don't know. That, that's that's just me. Uh, like I said, I'm sure we've, we've beat this to death. Do you have a downer? Well, let's, then let's yeah. talk about some of the positive sides, some of the things we got. Okay. As opposed yeah. to the things that we wanted that weren't there. Okay. Um, we like can hit those briefly, I guess. Ships. Um, so they did make some changes to the game in general. Um, uh, of course, with this DLC, you got two new heroes. We got 
uh, Bosk and Chewbacca, who right now are pretty overpowered. Um, like, you can turn into Bosk and use his grenade launcher, and in one activation of that, you can pound Leia into paste, pretty much. Um, that sounded that, really with, with dirty. The, with the grenade launcher. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's like, that sounds really that sounds dirty. Bad. Um, they introduced uh, six new hut contracts in order to unlock four new star cards. Um, or, I guess, two new weapons and... and uh, Two new star cards with upgraded versions of the two. So we now have the TL-50 Heavy Repeater, which has relatively low damage per shot, but it fires pretty rapidly. And instead of being able to zoom in and aim down the sights, you now have a secondary fire on the other trigger that if you hold it down and fire, it fires like an energy grenade kind of thing. Um, and the K-16 Briar Pistol, which I actually just unlocked today, which basically um, is a relatively strong pistol with not that great of range, but you can charge it up and fire its entire charge in one blast, which is almost a one-hit kill to many, uh, unless somebody's at, like, a perk um, okay. helping them. Um, they have... Again, we talked about how they added the uh, uh, Red 5. Red 5 has shields, proton torpedoes, and the ability to repair itself, basically, with an R2-D2 activation. Um, the TIE Advanced has shields, a speed boost, and... Uh, Relentless Assault, which basically lets it fire its weapons even faster without the cooldown issue. Um, they, But then they've also turned around, or sorry, I guess the other ones, the star cards, you've got a Medical Droid, which basically um, it sends out pulses every so often, that uh, every three seconds, that uh, reduces the cooldown of star cards for all the players around you, uh, including yourself. And then there's a new laser trip mine, they basically toss onto a surface and a horizontal blue laser line comes out. And if somebody crosses it, it explodes. Um, so it's kind of like the proximity mine, but it's one you actually control without having to need to power up. And both of those have upgrade versions. So between the two new guns and those two with their upgrade versions, six hut contracts, as I mentioned. Um, but then they've tweaked a couple of things that had me scratching my head also. Um, so, hmm. Trade <laughs> cards. Okay. Trait cards used to be pretty cool because, I mean, I mean they're, all, they're, they're still all right, but basically a trait card used to basically say, all right, like for instance, there's a brand new one that they released uh, back in August called uh, Escape Artist. And what it was, was it used to say, level one, you initially turn, you initially just spawn and you've got that card attached to you. 10% bonus to your sprint speed. Uh, you kill enough people to reach level 2 on the card without dying. 25% bonus to your sprint speed. And level 3, not only a 25% sprint speed bonus, but also your melee strike is a one-hit kill, basically. Um, so you had kind of like two... You had increasing levels, and there was always, or almost always, some kind of special thing to go with reaching level 3, which is kind of tough to get to. Um, they've changed all of them. To basically rip out that cool extra thing for the third level and to nerf or make weaker the effects of all the other levels. And one of them, um, Bounty Hunter, they have changed entirely. So if you spent your hard-earned credits in the game to get the Bounty Hunter trait card, you used to have the ability to kill somebody and have a 25% chance of having them drop a power-up, reach level 2 and have it be a 50-50 chance of dropping a power-up, or reach level 3 and get the 50-50, and killing cuts 80% of your cooldown time when you kill one person. Yeah, that's completely changed, and now all it does is 25-50, and then, uh, excuse me, it says it has a 25% faster card cooldown, uh, has become 10 
Then the one that was 50 became 25. The one that was 50 uh, stayed 50 but lost the other bonus. And it went from the chance of getting something to, oh, well, it's just a faster cooldown. Um, so they've really just kind of taken the, the trait cards and for the most part made them less effective across the board. Um, they weren't exactly all that helpful to begin with, right. but at least it was something else to customize with. And now they basically said, we're taking these things that you know, you thought were actually part of your loadout and made, made them effectively uh, uh, irrelevant. Yeah. The other change they made, when get into what you think of both of those two especially, but did you notice something new about Fighter Squadron when, or flying a Starfighter when you tried to lock onto somebody? It's hard as balls? Well, no, it's still, you still lock on. It, they haven't changed the difficulty of the locking on. Seemed like but it to if me. if you hold down your trigger to lock, because used to be you'd play Fighter Squadron, and you could basically just hold down the soft lock button, which is the, the same button you'd use to aim down the sights. And eventually, someone would get close enough that they'd turn red, and you could lock onto them, follow them, and shoot them. And as long as you stayed behind them and with them in sight, you could maintain the lock. Um, but they could juke out of your way and break the lock, and mm -hmm. you'd have to go and lock onto, onto them again, but you had to keep holding it down. Well, now, for unknown reasons that make no sense in, you know, even real-life reality, let alone the <laughs> Star Wars universe, um, now, anytime you're holding down the soft lock button, it is slowly creating this little red line of dots on the side of your crosshairs, and when it hits the max, which is fairly quickly... Any lock that you have maintained dies. It's like overheating your blaster to just lock on to somebody now. Okay. So you can't hold it down and try to lock on somebody because if you do, before you even lock on to anybody, it could time out. That makes no logical sense to me whatsoever. Right. Um, okay, so that's so, what okay, I've been so doing do wrong. That's why I'm like, what the crap? Yeah, it's changed. So we got the soft lock on thing. We've got the heroes. We've got the new star cards. And we've got the changes to the trait cards. Is... Some of that's good, some of that's negative uh, it, from my perspective, but again, you're not all that happy with the DLC. Is any of that positive? What are your thoughts on what's questionable? Um, I mean, it sounds like at least um, you know some of the, the star cards are cool, but that's about it. No, nah, the star cards are actually kind of... No, no, no. They, they no, I mean, they, what the, in order to get the upgraded version of the laser trip mine, uh -huh. which is what I'm working on now, because you got to get 50 explosive kills as part of it, and use the laser trip mine to kill five people. Took me a while to kill those five people because people are like, "Oh, look, a blue line." I'm not walking there. <laughs> it's not like a proximity mine where all you do is hear it when you get close. The laser trip mine, um, you can see like. <laughs> A mile away, so it's it's not all that. And the medical thing to to help your cooldowns, um, it's all right. It's that it's a gigantic target, and it takes less hits to destroy it than like an R five droid or a probe droid. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the new star cards are kind of meh. What so, do you, what do you think about giving weapons well, a secondary uh, fire? Well, hold on a second. Um, I I think that uh, with that, then you should start to get uh, for like a new head. Uh, you know, like a, a a new skin change or whatever, you can actually get Wiley e. Coyote as an option. Nice. Oh wait, speaking of that's, I guess I should add that that is another thing that they have changed. Right. The way that you get your, the way that you customize your character has changed. Now, 
Um, there is no such thing as a helmetless stormtrooper anymore. It used to right. be stormtrooper armor was the same armor until you unlock the scout trooper or the shadow trooper armor or eventually the shock trooper. But at least you could change your head to be the different heads unhelmeted or put on the helmet. Now you are required to wear the helmet. You cannot do any unmasked troopers at all anymore. But they've now made it so that you change your head independent of the body. So, like, you could ha- – instead of having just, like, one body to go with a Weequay head, you now could put the Weequay head on, like, the Bespin uh, wing guard suit. And there are now, like, X-wing pilot suits, um, rebel officer suits, imperial officer suits, and other uh, neck-down changes that you can do. All of which are ridiculously expensive in the in-game credit currency and don't – come up until much later in progression, like level 75, 85, or whatever, out of the new level cap of 90. But they've changed and at least let you change your head and your body differently. Surely that is a positive thing to add to the mix. Meh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm really trying to sort of pull you out of that hole of... of, (laughs) Speaking of Wile E. Coyote, you are doing the Bugs Bunny... Whatever. Just, just, it's like every time Death Star comes up, it's, it's like I can see the smoke coming out of your ears. Um, but surely there's more to this to like than we've necessarily given it credit for. I know that, that I've kind of tried to lean that way to sort of balance out what you're saying here. Is it? Do you think that what you're getting hit by is the fact that because you had higher hopes for you, your hopes weren't dashed in the beginning like mine for something greater that now that you're finally getting hit with it, is it just that now you're just kind of feeling the same angst that I did when Battlefront first arrived or something? Like, what's the... Yes. What's the psychology? Yeah, I I think that's basically what it was. I think I was... I was uh, forgiving to some of the shortcomings initially because I said, you know what? They've got time. They've got stuff planned. Yeah. you know, logically, it makes sense that everything should get bigger and better as they go, right? Well, not if they get lazy. And I don't actually think that it, it's laziness. I, I do want to put that out there. I think they were rushed once again. Um, you know, that's that was sort of the, the point of our, our little skit there at the beginning, was that uh, this was initially supposed to come out in December, and I guess things happened, and they said, nope, put this out in, in uh, September instead. So, you know, essentially, what, Two months there. Is my math right on that? That they uh, they were short. Um, however, you know, I don't know that two months. I guess I'd have to look at their their production schedule or whatever. I don't know that it should be as slim as it is for two months. But I could at least understand it uh, it not feeling as complete as the others. So let me ask you this then. Uh huh. So it definitely, it does feel like, and I would agree, I think this one suffers from the fact that, and we talked about this on the show, that all of a sudden they changed their schedule so that the fourth DLC that was going to be sometime like next spring or something became Rogue One DLC hitting in December, which had to push up this one too. Um, so I definitely agree that they if, if they were somewhat rushed, just like they were rushed in the first place where they had to get it out well before The Force Awakens. Um, you, you really, if you want a quality video game, putting a deadline on it, a lot of times is that you can't push back is a lot of times hurts more than it helps. Um, but this kind of makes me wonder, um, is it possible that there was something else 
taking away the effort here. Is it possible that the PlayStation VR Rogue One mission, because they've made it tie into Rogue One, and perhaps even the Rogue One Scarif fourth DLC, but like they like in pushing it up, do you think maybe they said, you know what, we want these to be the big bombastic ones, so we're going to, even though you have another DLC coming first, just get that out the door so you can focus on these? you think that they're, they're putting the effort into making those something great, or as close to great as Battlefront can get, and this one just wound up getting the shaft because the resources had gone to something else? Um, it's possible, and it's, it's still kind of risky to do it that way because, of course, you're, you're shortchanging your, um, your player base and, and hoping that you know, you'll, you'll get them back with something bigger later. But you, you, you don't need to. They sold it as a season pass, bro. <laughs> well, right, right. Um, but Riley didn't get on in on that, so they they, they got to get Riley. Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, there there are people who who did not jump in on I the know, season I pass. Know. So essentially, I, I guess it's possible that what they're thinking is, if they can really just pump out something awesome and and feel like a, a nice big expansion pack for the last one um then what that maybe they can get the people who didn't buy in to go oh this is nice i'm getting that let me go ahead and grab all the others too um that's possible and if they do that i won't be as mad because um you know i already spent the money but like i said right now i'm just i'm i'm a little little disappointed um and mad that uh they didn't <laughs> i'm just flat out mad um no i just uh i was just let down you know um i i felt like that it's it's a little ridiculous that there's there's not a whole lot of ways to actually enjoy this uh, I, I was looking forward to this expansion pack i think that the premise is sound I think that um, ways in which they could actually uh, do more with it are simple enough, but they didn't do it. Maybe there'll be enough outcry. Maybe they'll do it just out of the goodness of their heart. I don't know, but maybe we'll get more modes where they'd be like, you know what, guys, you're right. They're bad. Here, here's, here's three or four more um, different game modes. Now you can play... Um, like Droid Run on the Death Star or something like that, you know, uh, just little things like that. That that I mean, I will say that that is the one positive, is that that can be done easily. Um, in in a patch, you know, they they don't have mm-hmm. to. It's not a situation where it's like, well, that's uh, you know, there, there's no possible way for them to do that now. Um, are they going to? I don't know. I hope so. Um. We'll see. So basically, the next expansion, maybe uh, I'll be all turned around, or I'll be like, "This game is stupid," and <laughs> and it'll be um, more of me raging. Uh, Possibly. And and the uh, thing is, I don't know which one the audience is really going to prefer at this point. It's <laughs> like ah, they just they just like the unvarnished opinions as long as we're mildly amusing with it. So, <laughs> um, so I guess you would probably compare this to your because I listened to your interview, good man, uh, to maybe the original that uh, that. Godzilla movie, or, uh, <laughs> or maybe, or maybe Phantom Menace in '98 and '99. But I would say this actually—it's—it's it's funny. 
I, I came up, I was thinking about, you know, how do you describe this? Because I think about Battle Station. Right. Battle Station is, it's Fighter Squadron with a goal to start with. You're going after the Star Destroyer. If they're the Rebels, you take out the two shield generators, the little, yes, generator on the bottom, uh, reactor on the bottom, and then you go after, like, the little sensors-like command area. And if you take it out in time, the Rebels get to proceed. And then the second stage, you're running around like infantry. You have to uh, save R2-D2. Uh, whoever uh, interacts with him becomes him, gets as far as they can toward the extraction point. The the Imperials zap them, turn uh, kind of like ion charge him or whatever, um, and you got to you know repeat until hopefully you can get to the extraction point by the deadline, kind of like the extraction mode. Um, and then if you pull that off, you get to do the trench run. And granted, it's not just flying down a straight trench and dropping the bombs. It's more like you got to fly through checkpoints uh, and get at least three for every run of three starfighters going in so that it doesn't drop below that, kind of like on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And if you get all 12, Death Star explodes, right? Um, very Much more complex, though not explained, multi-stage thing. Uh, I think that plays out really cool. Mm-hmm. But it makes me think about my dinner last night. <laughs> um, went to Chick-fil-A. And we now live a little bit further from the Chick-fil-A than normal, but um, usually it turns out fine. My, my wife's got some tooth issues. She wanted some chicken soups. So I'm like, I'm going to get you some good chicken soup, not this crap out of a can. So I get back, and I've got my spicy chicken sandwich. I got my fries, and I got my drink. And my spicy chicken sandwich, mwah, wonderful. Love their spicy chicken sandwiches. My fries, by the time I got home, were cold and kind of soggy and nasty. And my drink, turns out something must have been wrong with their little uh, uh, soda plug-in thing um, because it tasted bitter like what happens sometimes when the machines aren't working correctly. So I paid my money. I got one thing that was awesome, but the stuff that was with it was kind of crap. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like that's sort of what we got here. What they did well with Battle Station, they did quite well. But everything else came out so lackluster that it's it's taking what should have been a at least a moderate success, and for many it's causing it to be something that just was more of a disappointment and just gets piled onto other disappointments the game has gone through. Would you say that's that my Chick Fil A analogy would be an accurate assessment, perhaps? Um, possibly, but then again, the drink was still wet, and the fries were. Still, still blast. edible. <laughs> well, blast is still playable. No, it's not. No, I'm just kidding. Um. <laughs> it's still playable. It's just team deathmatch. It's still playable. Maybe, yeah. what you, maybe what you need is you just need your your battlefront with some barbecue sauce, some little microtransaction DLC. Oh wait. Oh god, no, no, no. We didn't mean it. Didn't mean it. Didn't mean it. <laughs> We're running out of time. We don't. We yep. can't have this discussion right now. All right. No. Uh, All right. But um. Yeah, we can we can try to cover some more stuff on. I'm sure we've uh, in my uh, sour mood. I've I've uh, failed to to mention other things that we we can try to bring up next week. But uh, we'll also definitely hit those uh, X Wing expansions because those I'm excited about. And um, you know, I should probably at that point too. You know, one thing uh, to mention is is like uh, Chewy and Bosk. Uh, homework for everyone: check the size on them. 
when you're playing next to see if they look like they're as big as they're supposed to be because I don't think they are. But I didn't I didn't I didn't want to be too negative. Um Oh yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, you didn't want to be too negative. That would have put it over the line. <laughs> I'm waiting until next week when we start talking about the X Wing cards or whatever and I tell them that one of the miniatures just didn't come with any cards and just watch his head explode. <laughs> and then I'll have to apologize because they do, but <laughs> I just, it's it's I don't, know. I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen you quite this annoyed with anything before <laughs> uh, in doing anything with the show. So, well, I think you know, it's, a, it's an interesting lesson for me as co-host. Well, I think what happened was that I was annoyed and then I amused myself with it. So then it just kind of like went back around uh, by this point. Um, but I mean, that's that's about all I've got for this episode. Uh, well, it's not all I got, but it's all that I uh, it's all we've need got to express. <laughs> Is there anything else you wanted to mention or hit? Uh, no, I'm good. I think if we go that much further, we're going to start having to use a profanity filter for you. So I think we're good. That's true. Like I said, I, I still <laughs> need to, to check this one just to make sure it's clean. Uh, I think you're okay. I, I don't, I didn't catch any. Normally I hear one and go, woo. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, he's got to make sure that he catches that in editing, but I didn't catch any unless it was probably with you muted and just cussing in the background. Like, <laughs> right. like, yeah, yeah. Those star cards look all right. Mother. <laughs> I'm just biting my tongue. It's uh, blood is just running from my mouth. No, um, but anyhow, you know this is this is the thing. Go ahead. I'm sure that um, I, I've been, or at least I'm sure that there's probably some that uh, feel I've been unfair. Uh, go ahead and, and send uh, some sort of a message either through uh, our email cloudcitycasino at gmail or hit us up on uh, Twitter or. Facebook, you know, it's just Cloud City Casino on those. Um, and, you know, tell me why you think that I'm I'm not being fair. Don't just say, oh, you're not being fair because I will taunt you mercilessly. Uh, back your statements up. Um, but, you know, no, definitely. I mean, I, I, I feel like, you know what? I'm, I'm acting out of emotion right now. Maybe I need to back up a little bit. Maybe I need to... Uh, to look at this a little more objectively, possibly. No, it sucks. Um, but like I said, you can hit us at, at those and uh, kind of give your your opinions on it. And uh, we'll we'll mention that next week on, on the show. Uh, until then, of course, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button on uh, whatever your... Uh, you know, your podcatcher is. Um, you may be finding us through the Star Wars... Dot com, or StarWarsReport.com site. Uh, you can always actually uh, follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or now on the uh, in the Google Play Store, we are actually in the uh, the Star Wars app. So That's those the Star are Star Wars podcast app by Joe Mignano, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I totally butchered his last name, but Joe from Dark Empire Radio, his awesome, awesome, if you haven't checked it out, folks, check out his Star Wars podcast app on Google Play. It's fantastic. And, and while you're doing all of that, um, give us reviews. Ooh, do you want them to do a review after this episode? Wait till our next episode and give us a positive <laughs> review. <laughs> yeah. So, Why uh, do these guys talk about the video games when they don't like them? <laughs> I loved Uprising. <laughs> one star. Bunch of whiny babies. <laughs> well, at least the one guy. Nate's okay, I guess. Oh, this yeah, this time I wasn't the whiny baby. <laughs> it's like whiny baby. Nate's this like, time. hey, and it's like, oh, oh, they were talking about Mike this time. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> but all right, uh, Nate, go ahead and tell where uh, you can be found. Sure. Well, you can find things like that, uh, that Death Star DLC uh, live stream that uh, he and I did together, or some of my other ones. I did a couple on day one, uh, one on day two and such, plus things like from the Star Wars Home Video Library, a guide to Disney Infinity for Star Wars fans, though that's less relevant now, I suppose, and Fantasy Flight Games reviews, including a newly uploaded quick looks at the four new Wave 9 X-Wing uh, expansion packs. They're all on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash user slash chrono radio, or just search Nathan Butler, and it should come up in theory. Um, about 600 plus videos there to check out, pretty much all Star Wars content except for one or two of them. Uh, you can also, of course, uh, find me on Star Wars Beyond the Films with Mark Herleman, also on StarWarsReport.com. We just recently released an episode on Life Debt. We got one coming, dipping back into uh, the legacy comics from Legends, and we'll soon be hitting things uh, like Lost Stars on that as well. And of course, you can find my Star Wars Timeline the Star Wars Timeline Gold, most comprehensive Star Wars chronology available anywhere, uh, with a new edition coming out October 17th. It'll be at 3,000 pages across all five documents combined. Uh, you can find that at StarWarsFanWorks.com slash timeline. But you might want to wait till October anyway, because it's a big one coming. I think on your next episode, you should just review half a book and then just put it out. You're like, we like the beginning of it. We didn't actually read the rest of it. <laughs> Here you go. Uh, okay. Well. <laughs> or no, if you really wanted to make it feel disoriented, we read like every even numbered chapter. <laughs> the odd numbered chapters, we have no idea what happened. That ending was really confusing. Oh. Well, that said, guys, that's our show. Um, but of course, we'll be back next week. Until then, never forget. Let the Wookiee win. Though apparently the Wookiee will only be flying an X-Wing or an A-Wing. Just landed just <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, oh my god! <laughs> I'm so interested to see what the uh, the feedback for this episode is gonna be. This party's over.